Carl here from Games Brains and Headbanging Live, GBHBL.com for sure. It's my pleasure to introduce an interview we conducted with frontman vocalist Knox of Virginia based crossover maniacs Enforced. They call it pure crossover death. We'll get into that and what that actually means within the interview. This interview was conducted just ahead of the release of their brand new album, Kill Grid. So, of course, that is discussed heavily in this interview, as well as just what Knox needed to do to get in the right headspace when it came to writing the lyrics and producing this kind of incredibly heavy music, as well as much, much more discussed. Sit back and enjoy. Hey man, thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me. First things first, I know you're very, very busy at this period. How are you doing though? Stress scene. It's, it's, <laughs> we're down to the wire. Two days left. Tell me about it, man. Yeah, I just... uh been a long time coming so i thought i was i thought i was ready yeah i I thought i was ready no once we got the uh physical copies in the mail i was like okay we're we're done it's over like i can i have the i have the record so we're good (laughs) uh and no it's still it's not out yet (laughs) so there's another point of contention so i'm just going to be stressing until uh until it's just done with i'll probably be stressing forever so i'll just have to get used to it yeah, I think it's part and parcel of being uh, being a musician, being an artist. Once you send it out to the yeah. world, um, it's not really yeah. Much now, to do. and there's been a few album reviews coming out, and so I'm just biting my nails all the time, just being like, "Oh God, they don't think it sucks." And it's been pretty, it's been pretty well reviewed thus far. So I have high hopes. I hope one person thinks it absolutely fucking sucks. That'd be great. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm really interested in hearing what that person hears. Yeah, I was about to say, provided they give you like proper feedback and not just say this this sucks yeah if they're like well this is a terrible album here's why that'd be awesome i would i would call them i'd be like thank you <laughs> that's good feedback that's good that's good criticism oh uh, good feed- if you can, if you can back awkward, it up it would be the most awkward phone call to receive ever <laughs> oh no but it would be all in it wouldn't be in malice or anything it would uh, it would just be thank you for reviewing it I'm sorry you didn't like it. I, I I do like the points that you brought up, you know, stuff like that. That's cool. That's cool. I get it. You just want it out there. You want it to roam free, as it were. Your child, your baby, grown up, and um, how? Yeah, it's time. It's time to get move out of the house now. You can go now. <laughs> how um how is it more of an interest now in what the fans are gonna think beyond obviously what you've already released? Because reviews, press, and all that that will come, as you say. But the fans hearing the full thing. That that's got to be the more interesting part for you, right? Yeah, that's already happening. I mean, I got invited to a bunch of like, I guess, thrash metal crossover fan Facebook groups, hmm. and the minute I made my presence known by just like commenting on some other album, they're like, "Oh my god, he's here!" <laughs> it's just been like a just a cascade of um, questions, and they want updates and all this stuff, and they're just they're waiting with bated breath on it and i'm just like well if your guys are this excited about it i mean the album definitely won't disappoint <laughs> um so just be as patient as i have to be patient uh until you get to hear it yeah, so. yeah. the powerful be worth it and like looking at the last 12 months then yeah because obviously obviously we're living in different times interesting times difficult times how have you right. been holding up how have you been holding up over the last year uh fine <laughs> uh we're we're all Stands our basis, Ethan. Uh, we all do contracting. Okay. Um, like I do handyman, you know, 
plumbing, electrical, HVAC, carpentry, stuff like just just basic stuff mm. uh, for, for everybody. So I've been working nonstop, like nothing has ever happened. Yeah. And so and everyone else is painters. Uh, so they've been working, you know, 40 hours. We've all been working 40 hours a week every, you know, like nothing's happened. Nothing's mm. changed, which is very strange considering our experience is very different from the majority of people's, you know, around yeah. the world. Yeah. And especially in America where a lot of people have lost their jobs and everything. And, and, and people are, you know, holed up inside their houses. I was like, I've been having to go to work every day. Like, like it's 2018. So mm-hmm. I, I, I can't, I can't relate to any of it. So it's, uh, I mean, I can obviously empathize with everybody, but I, I really don't fully understand the, um, quarantine and lockdown experience because i have not participated in any of it i've had to work yeah, <laughs> as i guess i guess a, a not not a fatal a fatally needed uh, essential worker but it's still essential work that needs okay. to get done so um so yeah it's just been i think that that whole aspect adds a lot of underlying stress uh, but in terms of the day to day, not much has really changed. Um, for the for the band, at least, it gave us a whole lot more time to focus on mm-hmm. getting Kilgrid exactly how we wanted it. In terms of rollout and artwork and the layout, and colors, you know, just putting the album together. Um, it was supposed to come out in last summer. Yeah, but it got pushed to March. So we're like, cool. We have plenty more time to really nitpick this thing. So the next album is gonna suck because we won't have any time. <laughs> You're not alone in this whole extra time thing. It's <laughs> one of the few positives of this period. But um, mm-hmm. is that was has there been anything you guys have been forced to do over this period with Kilgrid that you've enjoyed so much that you're like, you know what, we might stick to that going forwards. Um, that's a good question. Stump me. Um, music videos and okay. doing like, doing like a having like a visual aspect to stuff. Um, what was it Friday uh, when the album drops? I don't know when this is coming out or what. So I have no idea. Uh, right. What's what's the time frame? It'd be one this. day before. One day before. Okay. Well, when tomorrow. <laughs> When the album drops, we're also releasing a huge music video that we've worked for the entire month of January on for uh, the song UXO. Mm. And it is insane. It's awesome. It's very much a throwback thrash style video a la Slayer and Sepultura. So I'm super proud of it. It was really hard to make. And it took a lot of patience and a lot of trial and error. Yeah. But um, it's 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 a crowning achievement in my life at least. So like I made a, like a a really really high end music video. <laughs> so um, I'm really right. happy to see to see how people react to that. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. Day of the album as well. Whew, yeah, uh, it'll blow your mind. I'll put it that way. All right, all right. You're bigging it up now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. I think I'm 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 confident uh, to say that uh, to say the least. It will blow your mind. Okay. 
Oh, we'll go back to Kilgrid then. Kind of without being an assault box, as it were, you clearly have some things to say on Kilgrid. Where do you look for inspiration? Is it simply, I don't know, a matter of turning on the news, looking out your window, real life experiences, stuff like that? Um, well, I definitely, I don't watch the news. I don't, my, my roommate owns a television, uh, yeah. but I don't, I don't watch it okay. um, at all. Like she, she was always trying to get me to watch like streaming shows and stuff with her. And I really put up a fight. Like, I just don't, I just don't like it. I just uh-huh. don't like it. Um, so it's kind of more, I guess it's a little bit more abstract. I, I hate, I, I, it sounds like I'm, you know, gloating or something, but I'm, I'm, I'm really not trying to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I read a lot of um, anthropology, a lot of, uh, I'm a huge fan of Joseph Campbell, who was a comparative mythologist okay. uh, and anthropologist. So a lot of it kind of ties in with him just with, or, or his work, excuse me. Um, and just this really kind of grief stricken sense of fear, mm. not necessarily like an impending doom or anything like that. Cause that sounds kind of corny, but, but it's just like this really real sense of fear um, that I really tried to tap into. Um, so I basically had to like method act it. I was like, I have to be, I have to make myself afraid of everything, of everything. And that took a lot because I don't care about much. (laughs) So it's just like, well, I have to mentally put myself in in the sense of like, let's just say hypothetically, like I have to go save my mom right now before the bomb drops on her house. I have to, I have to go. If I don't do it now, she's dead kind of thing. So it's just this, this sense of like urgency and this sense of fear and grief and loss. Mm. Um, I really had to tap into. So yeah, at some points it does get kind of personal because, you know, I mean, everyone's lost somebody at some point, mm. whether how much you've cared about them or not uh, in your own personal life, but you have lost somebody. Um, and I think it's kind of like a, a digest in, into that whole sphere of like, I guess, agony. <laughs> wow. in, in a in a uh, broader sense i guess so you send yourself you see so you send yourself down spiraling to that pit as it were yeah how easy was it to switch back off then and come back out very difficult mm. very difficult um because it just it becomes really hard to like find joy in anything right um and it takes it took me about maybe a month or two to kind of crawl out of it and it just happens in, it happens instantaneously when you're not thinking about it you're just like oh that looks fun and then you just start doing it and you get you know caught up and stuff and then you're like oh that book looks cool like oh like i really like that car let me read all about that car and there's then you're just out of it it just takes a long time for your brain to just stop thinking about something or stop like uh, obsessing over something it'll it'll get tired of itself and then it will start obsessing about other things and it, it'll you'll 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 come out of it did it kind of make you empathize with people who kind of suffer? A lot. Yeah, it made me empathize with people a lot. Um, and it made me kind of understand um, the kind of day-to-day stress and strife. Hmm. A lot of people who, you know, probably live like that every day. It's like every day, 
it could all be taken away from them at any moment. Yeah. You know, so it's just a very hard way to live. And I'm not going to even, <laughs> I'm not even going to compare myself to that mm. at all, but I did want to try and shed light on that, that mindset, I guess. That's amazing. It really is an incredible story. But for those that don't know, um, and, enforced in general you kind of refer to yourselves as pure crossover death which effectively is a little bit of everything kind of brutal and heavy punk and stuff like that thrown into a pot now does that does that idea and i guess the sound in general is that a sum of all your individual influences and tastes um that what that slogan yeah the slogan the the style of pure crossover death that combination of everything um, well, the slogan was made up by our, our friend and graphic designer, Jesse Feynman. Oh, cool. He did one of our first, our first DIY tour poster. Oh yeah. He had this, uh, it was like the skull with like a crystal glass shattered eye or something like that. And then above it, it just said Richmond's finest pure crossover death in huge letters. And we were like, we don't know what that means, but it sounds <laughs> sick as shit. That it sounds does. cool. And um, when we started working with Century and stuff, they're like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And we're like, well, pure crossover death seems sick. Like, uh, <laughs> let's just keep going with that because it is kind of true. It's just death metal influenced crossover. Um, and the whole pure, pure part, quote unquote, I guess it's because it's not like, it's not coming from a place of like, okay, well, we need to write our th- third record for the, for our contract, you know, mm-hmm. per, Per the label's orders, it has to be the specific way. It's just like, no, this is just no bullshit. This is what we're going to write. Like, if you don't like it, I don't care. If you love it, that's sick. But, like, this is the album we're going to write. It's just a pure band. It's just a pure, you know, rock and roll experience, I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. When when you signed with Sentry, were you surprised uh, in any way that they basically were like, yeah, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah, well, I think all of it is just a huge surprise. You know, um, considering that the only way that they listened to us, they found us on Bandcamp. Wow, which is really weird. That is a strange one. Yeah, yeah, it's like a one in a one in a million lottery ticket. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been they've been super easy to work with. Yeah, and super supportive, and we are we all have a pretty hard work ethic when it comes to the band, so when you know they're like well we want to do this or y'all should do this uh it's much more of a conversation and Mm. less of like a command it's not a command it's not a a demand it's Mm. let's just sit and have this conversation about this because we all we all want to know the who what when where why like what effect does this do you know what single should there be and we kind of went back and forth on all that um and, and, it, and all it does is just make a stronger relationship yeah to where you can trust one another uh to do to do stuff or you know, you know take the reins every now and then when it's something that's completely out of your ballpark mm. and uh, speaking back to the uh music video yeah. they didn't ask for, they didn't ask for it we just really wanted to do it <laughs> and uh they just got it this morning and they just went like, holy shit. <laughs> like, that's really cool. <laughs> and we we're like, yeah, I thought it was cool too. <laughs> so, <laughs> Glad everyone's happy with it. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting as well because you know we we can break we can break and force down to basic genres and you say that this that whatever. However, when you listen right. to the album, you've got the whole intense savage listen and stuff. But there's flair and variety there as well. Stuff that people might not expect. And I think of the title track in particular when uh, when I think of that side of things. Is yeah. that track and other elements your way of kind of showing us more to you than just being say heavy? Right. There's a there's a flow to that. Mm. Um, and I really, I don't I don't want to say idolize, but um, one of my personal heroes is Ice T. Oh wow! So when uh, I was listening to when we were when I was writing lyrics for that, I was listening to Body Count because mm. that's right right around the same close to the same time that Carnivore was coming out. Oh cool! I think um, or maybe just a single or two had come out. I can't exactly remember the time frame. But um, but I was listening to his like cadence and stuff. I was like, dude, this, and it was a similar beat mm. to what's on Kilgrid. And I was like, dude, I should try and do that. Like, that's really out of my wheelhouse to kind of like rap, I guess. Yeah. But I was like, try it, see if it works. And so I wrote a first draft of lyrics that are completely different than what's, you know, out now. Mm. And um, yeah, I was just like, it was really cool because I was like, oh, I actually can do that. <laughs> I can do that. I've just never tried um, to just kind of keep it bouncy, kind of uh, really rhythmic. Um, and it kind of just plays well with the song which is kind of like just a groovy slam the whole time. Mm. Like, uh, like a, it's like a Sepultura Chaos AD song, you know? I like that. Yeah, I can see it fitting quite. Nice. I, think it's, I think it's certainly going to surprise. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I the, mean... Other, the other thing, I think like, so someone brand new goes on their streaming service on Friday and comes across... Killgrid and figures you know what I like the look of that cover they say to this let me check it out and they love it and then they find out that you're you've only been around since what 2017 as this yeah. band uh that is an incredible don't want to oversell it rise as it were you know sign to central media dropping this banger of an album and so on have you had a chance to sort of step back and take stock of your situation I try to yeah uh every day <laughs> but <laughs> It's just kind of, it's it really is overwhelming. I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and mm. act like it's easy. Um, going from a band that our expectations were to, you know, put out demo, we have the same hardcore punk traje- trajectory as most bands. Yeah. In that genre, put out a demo, play a couple shows, get kind of big, put a put out a seven inch. Uh, get a little bit bigger, put out an LP, and then probably do a couple tours and call it quits. Mm. And just, you know, you, you've said your piece, now leave, which is very <laughs> much very much how the hardcore scene operates as a whole. Yeah. Granted, there's like, you know, exceptions, like Power Trip started like as a hardcore band and look where they went. Yeah. <laughs> and um, bands like uh, Terror, who have like, it's a legacy. Like they have, they've been playing forever mm. and it's just like there's very rare exceptions um but that just goes to show that they have they have something special they offer a lot mm. um so we just didn't think 
too much into it. Yeah. And, you know, when we got uh, asked uh, to do At the Walls with War Records, I was like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, tour with Integrity and All Out War and Sacred Reich and Leeway and Iron Reagan, our buddies in High Kim and Dead Heat. It's just like, this is going too well. <laughs> and I was like, I'm suspect. <laughs> this is going too well. Uh, and then we got that email from Century and it's just like, yeah, I thought something was up. Like, <laughs> like this is fishy. Uh, so, so yeah, it's just been, I think ever since uh, At the Walls came out, it's just been kind of like a roller coaster. Mm. It's just been a wild ass ride. And this whole, you know, cycle with Kill Grid is by no means an exception. It's only you know ramped up in terms of the press and interviews like i'm talking to you this is cool as hell Mm. (laughs) never in a million years would i have thought that i would be you know doing press or anything with like someone in the uk this is the the coolest shit so i'm just so eternally humble and grateful for all these conversations and opportunities that we've been um that have presented themselves so it's it's really it's really cool it's fascinating to me yeah yeah and you're right it's not going to get uh any less fascinating i think as it goes on i mean talking of which uh without really giving too much away Kilgrade, obviously as you said you've been sitting on it for such a long time so there must be a part of you that's i guess ready to move on yeah to an extent mm. i mean we're we're kind of God, again, this sounds like I'm like I'm bragging, but I'm not. We're one of those bands that like is constantly writing. Just like ah. when when something comes out, that's just where we're at at that time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Kilgrid took almost two years, we were in that headspace for two years mm. to do it. So, am I kind of over it? Not uh, kind of, but I, I'm I'm also like super excited. To actually to actually release it and people get to hear it of and and i want to play it in front of you mm. know a gajillion people <laughs> like yeah absolutely absolutely but um do i want to practice the whole album every week no because <laughs> we've been doing that yeah all 2020 i'm <laughs> um, really done with it like in that aspect so um yeah we're working on another lp already like we we just can't we're just not going to stop being ourselves Mm. just because just because you know the world doesn't like that you know Mm -hmm. uh or does isn't going to to like accommodate us we're still going to be ourselves and we're still going to keep writing we're still going to keep working that's just the way it goes Yep, yep. I can't see it being any other different. I mean, you brought it up as well, the whole playing live thing. You're feeling a bit like a cage beast at this point in regards, just want to get out there, get out yeah, there. Yeah, I felt, I felt like that. I think the height of my frustration and anxiety came um, about two weeks ago. I was a pissing. Like, I was just, I, it was just so pent up and I just couldn't be uh accommodating anymore to it <laughs> uh, and i was just i was just having a really rough week <laughs> yeah, yeah, i just couldn't it. take it any yeah i reached my limit i just couldn't take it anymore 
And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't beat anybody up or anything, but I was just like, just really, I had no patience for anything. And I finally recognized it. <laughs> and I did what all good sons do. I called my mom uh-huh. and my mom, my mom was just, she's quite a hard lady. Um, mm-hmm. she, she just told me to shut up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> at least, at least I got it off my chest. I, I feel better now. Uh, and especially when your mother tells you that you're, you're acting like a baby, like, uh, and you really need to appreciate what you have and how well you're doing. Mm. Uh, you really need to shut up. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I just had a moment of hysteria and, uh, my mom just slapped me and told me to snap out of it, which is great. I love, I love that support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mother knows best, right? But we, um, yeah, absolutely. And in this case, absolutely. Um, but now we uh, we've got some other stuff, some other secrets in the work. Um, so we uh, we did a little thing over this weekend, and um, it has it's not going to be released for a while. But it, I feel a whole lot better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, I can. I I've slept so well in the past like two or three days, just because I got it out. Just, I just oh. got the aggression out. Oh man, already that you built up excitement again for something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, that wasn't the intent, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm happy with what happened. So, um, what's this? Just, uh, you keep, keep, keep your ears to the ground. I mean, there's, there's, there's much more to come. That is a great summation and a great way to wrap this up. Knox, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Oh, thank you so much, Carl. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash GBHBL, as well as Big Cartel, where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?